Welcome to Brand Story, Inc. I'm your host, Jay Sharman. Every week, we sit down with smart folks to talk about innovative ways they are creating content to connect with their audiences. I'd like to say every company can be a media company, and this conversation hopefully helps you understand why. Joining me today on Brand Story, Inc. is Sean Longworth, the founder and CEO of Hot Mike. Hot Mike can be found at hotmike.io. It's a social app for live TV and appreciate, Sean, you you joining us during this time of quarantine. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me on, Jace. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I reached out to Sean. Uh, We happen to live in in the same town, but he started up this company, which I'll let him tell you about. Uh, But as we talk about this time of true disruption and opportunity, um, I think Sean's company was one of the first that, that popped into mind as folks are getting used to trying to consume sports content um, at home. Um, and there's a lot of talk about how can we innovate. I think Hot Mike is, of all the companies out there, I think towards the top of the list of companies that I think have a unique opportunity moving forward. So in layman's terms, I'll turn it over to you, Sean. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of your company, but I'd love to hear how you describe it. Yeah, sure. So uh, Hot Mike is, is a live streaming platform, and it's specifically designed uh, for commentary um, in sync with what's on TV. Um, so uh, in short, like uh, a lot of ways, um, a lot of times people describe us as Twitch for TV. So uh, Twitch built a live streaming platform specifically for gamers uh, in order to help them, you know, connect with fans while they're playing a game. We saw a similar opportunity to do something around TV. Um, a lot of us don't game. I'm not a gamer myself, but I do like to watch sports. I like to watch movies and content on TV. Um, and I always wanted a streaming platform that allowed me to connect with people at that time. So we have specific features in our platform that enable that. Um, And the most innovative one of the bunch is our ability to sync third-party commentary in a streaming platform to anything you're watching on TV. And you can imagine that's super important for sports, but really for all content. If you're uh, watching a football game together, um, you need to see the, the touchdown at the exact same moment or else you have a huge possibility for spoilers. Uh, and we've seen that a lot with Twitter and other live streaming platforms that people try to watch together, but um, you know they're getting they're either uh, seeing the reactions too late um, or they're just getting spoiled and seeing a tweet or something come in before the touchdown even happened that spoils the opportunity. And we solved that so that when people come together in our platform and there's somebody leading and directing the, the, the stream, he's in perfect sync with all the viewers and uh, that are in the stream. Uh, and the chat room and everything is synchronized so that people can have fun, um, collect, be together, and enjoy the experience together without any spoilers. In in, in real layman's terms, I mean, I think, and maybe I, I'll try to try it and you can tell me if I butcher it, but I mean, this is really um, a modern day derivative of the old um, watching a live television game, turning your TV down and listening to your home radio broadcasters, right? But just doing so now, um, instead of listening to the radio, you can go onto a hot mic, choose your, so if you're watching an NBA game or an MLB game, you just, you can turn down the television volume, be watching the game and, and be pulling up um, commentators of your choice to provide a more fun or maybe salacious or Homer, um, broadcast that you'd want to enjoy more is that 
Yeah, that's certain. Yeah, so certainly the sinking piece is is very uh, similar, um, and that's one of the the ideas that that um, gave me hot mic is I was I've always been the type of guy that preferred the radio broadcast, and trying to sink into the TV is frustrating. So I saw that as a problem that needed to be solved, and I've been in the video tech space for a long time as well as my co-founder. So we we kind of got together and really figured out how to solve that problem. And that was the very first thing we did. Um, but it's a little bit more than that. It's, it's live streaming platforms in general are, are their social platforms. So while alternative commentary is um, certainly a part of it, uh, what most people come to live streaming platforms for is the engagement. They want to chat, they want to engage, they want to talk. Um, so it, and that isn't uh, part of the radio today. Right. Right. So while we think we have very cool opportunity to take the radio feeds and synchronize them with the TV, which we would be excited to work with radio companies to do that. um, The the bigger part is just kind of creating a space for fans to connect um, and chat. Yeah. And to that point, and and so I'm a big college basketball and college football fan. So if I'm watching a Big Ten game, right, I, I have... Um, I've got your streaming service, so I've got my phone in my hand, right? And so I can mm-hmm. I can be selecting um, whichever commentators I want. I'm watching the game. I'm watching just just like most of us that are diehard sports fans are engaging on multiple screens where you either texting our friends or, or following a Twitter feed. It's the same thing, but that commentary is coming through that we get to select and then engage with people in that community, correct? Yeah, that's exactly it. And, um, you know, the, the people that right now we're an invite only platform. So we've we just work with sports personalities, uh, athletes, radio personalities, podcasters um, are approved on our platform to connect with fans. And most people come because they have a relationship with that person. They listen to on the radio or they they listen to their podcast already. And they, what a great opportunity to watch a game together, right? Um, so we are, we're creating that experience for them. But yeah, we, uh, you know, moving forward, longer term, we're going to open it up um, so that you know anybody like you're talking about you and your friends being on a text string, um, you should be able to connect and watch the game together and be in sync, right? So all of you guys are watching the game at the same moment. There's no spoilers. You have a chat room. Um, and then there's some engagement features around that, which is what we're building in the platform. So it's more than just chat. Maybe there's some games that are played and uh, fun ways to engage around the game. So I, I've been a little vocal about this on social media right now. I feel that not all, but many sports media companies, and granted, you know, as we tape this, it's the first full week in Illinois of being kind of shelter in place and at home. So Maybe I'm being unfair, um, but I feel like a large proportion of sports media companies have just mailed it in. Here's reruns, right? You know, we're just going to rerun live games. And it's just, you know, we're seeing it on national networks, on cable networks, um, et cetera. You know, I, I, this is a place where, you know, I think I see a hot mic meets kind of this new world that we're in right now for the foreseeable future. Um, I'd love to hear your spin as you're watching at these games and you think about how hot mic could be integrated and, and what the potential is even, um, even right now in, in a rerun mindset of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all caught flat footed a little bit. So I feel sorry for the networks trying to find, you know, things to put in, in all these open slots right now. 
Um, but the way I look at it is if you're going to try to breathe life back into a game, um, you, you should try to do something a little different, right? And exactly. I, I would think, you know, if you're going to, let's say, play another Big Ten game with, let's say, the Fab Five, um, um, as an example, an old game, maybe you could use Hot Mike to bring all those players together and create a bunch of channels, um, some you know channels for Wolverine fans and uh, their opposing team fans, and then bring them together and you got players and maybe some people of that era and a community a little bit where people are watching the game together, but in a more... Uh, you know, in in a cool format that allows people to chat and have fun. Um, Hot Mike's uh, available to do that today. We and we are creating those things. We're not doing it in um, partnership with um, you know the the leagues yet. Um, although we're doing a little bit of that in Europe, we're, we're still not doing it here in the U.S. But we'd love to. Uh, you know, we'd love to create uh, more rich experiences uh, for these guys as they re- retread a lot of these games. Uh, you can check out Hot Mike on Twitter. It's at Hot Mike, H-O-T-M-I-C-I-N-C, Hot Mike Inc. on Twitter. Uh, website is hotmike.io. Sean, talk about the business model of this. It's a, it's interesting because you do, you said it's invite only right now, but my understanding, the vision is any Tom, Dick, or Harry, or Jane for that matter, at, at home has the ability to become a broadcaster, if you will. Um, and, and with the democratization that social media has afforded and streaming has afforded, um, you know, at the, at the snap of a finger, I could potentially be one of these commentators. Talk about that end of it and how the personality driven nature of commentary for anyone who wants to be a part of this, um, could, could unfold. Yeah. So we're starting right now invite only because we wanted to uh, keep a very high bar. Um, and when people come to hot mic, they see a high level experience. Um, so we kind of set a high bar for what hot mic is. Um, but certainly longer term, it, it's a social platform. Um, and it, uh, we see it, it, we see it kind of less as a place for broadcasters as people that want to lead watch parties. Um, you know, so there's a lot of watch party apps that are getting hot right now and, we're a watch party app. Uh, we're just different in that we're, um, it, it's, it's a lead watch party. You know, somebody is leading it and that you could call that person a broadcaster or you could just call them somebody that wants to invite their friends and lead, lead a party around an event. Um, you know, and we see more of that as we kind of evolve out of the invite only. And the testing we've done is to take this professional level platform to do professional level broadcasts um, and and to empower a lot of different people with that so people can have fun during the games. I get a little nerdy and love to dive in on as a fellow business owner on, on business models. Share mm-hmm. how uh, broadcasters make money in your platform and, and how you make money in the platform. Yeah. So uh, the, the key to making money with any type of um, – live streaming app um, is watch time, right? You need people to come in and engage for long periods of time and come back. Um, And when you have that, it enables a lot of different potential um, income opportunities. Um, Subscription, advertising, uh, right now we have tipping um, involved in there. Um, And then there's also promotional and uh, you know, sponsorship opportunities. All of those things can be um, enabled as well as gambling. 
uh, from these kind of longer engaged communities. And we saw that right off the bat. Um, and that's a difficult thing for live streaming apps. Uh, you know, Facebook Live and Instagram Live, they, uh, they have average watch times of five, six, seven minutes um, on average. It, hot mic's different and that people come in and they're generally in, they, they come in because they want to see the whole game or the whole event that's being broadcast. So they stay for an average of 50, 60 minutes. Um, wow. And yeah, so it, which is really long. The only other live streaming platform that really competes um, is Twitch. Um, and YouTube's up at around 40 minutes these days. They've done a really good job extending that over 20 years. But because people are coming together already for an event that is generally two, three hours long, we have really long watch times right away. And that's really, uh, once you have really good watch times like that, you can make a lot of different things happen. What we'll probably end up doing um, longer term is some combination of subscription and advertising and sponsorships um, and, you know, potentially just kind of a social model as well. Awesome. Tell us uh, any anecdotal, you know, short-term wins you could share, like uh, some of the characters that you've you've blessed to become the broadcasters that are out there and, and you know, maybe a little bit more description of, of the vision that you see for fans and, and the selection that they could have in terms of selecting the broadcasters on their favorite sport. Yeah, so, I mean, we've had, so I think if, if you look at the success we've had across different types of sports, um, I don't know if we've had any more success than we've had in, in uh, European football hmm. um, or, or soccer, as we call it here, right? Yeah. Um, and Premier League is it was just they really just uh, attached to this right away. And we've had um, not only success with podcasters and sports radio folks over there like we have here, um, but we've had success with the clubs themselves. Right, so we're we're engaged with clubs like Man City and Liverpool, and we're talking to them. We've already done testing with Man City and taking their broadcaster, their the broadcaster that they have doing all the games, um, and getting him on hot mic so he can kind of engage and chat. And before all this stuff shut down here and froze up with uh, coronavirus, uh, they were using it as a way to broadcast from home. Uh, so their lead broadcaster was uh, doing his uh, broadcast from home, watching it on TV and just broadcasting it right there. We were taking the the feed from the sounds of the game because at the time there were still fans there. We're taking all of that and layering that in on top of them because we have a multi-layer system that allows us to do that. Um, and it sounded it sounded amazing. It sounded just like he was um, at the game doing the event, um, and then except it was a, on a social platform. It was very, very cool. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's uh, speaking about opportunity, right? The notion of the notion a, a month or two ago of a, of a broadcaster not, not traveling to a game would have seemed laughable and quite candidly moving forward. The opposite might be the norm, right? Um, the world that we're in now, it's going to be a while. Who knows? We don't have no idea, but um, it's, Again, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, I just, I just think your platform is just so ripe for the crazy world that we've now entered. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting few months. Um, you know, hopefully things get back to normal, but certainly if there's ways that we can help the ecosystem deliver a better product um, in in the short term, uh, we'd be excited to do that. Awesome. So. Let's play along for a little bit. When you started this company, um, which is relatively new, 
you had visions, obviously, of sports, but the same thing applies beyond sport right now. I mean, I think there's a ton of rerun content and movies and, and things like that beyond sport. Are, are there designs that you have for Hot Mike um, outside of the, the live sport or even replay sport realm? Yeah, it was interesting. So we went out and did a funding round in December um, and raised a few million dollars in seed capital. And a lot of the uh, the investment uh, came from not only a, a couple of larger VCs, including Founders Fund, um, but also from Hollywood. Um, and Hollywood was particularly interested because of the director's commentary. Um, so you probably remember, I don't know, when you used to put DVDs in. And, yeah. uh, a lot of times people would listen to the director's commentary while you were watching the movie. And um, you might not be aware that that's basically all but disappeared these days because yeah. Netflix doesn't support it. You can't get it on Netflix or a lot of the other streaming platforms. So if, and that's how people watch movies these days, right? Um, so, and, and that's very upsetting to a lot of uh, Hollywood directors who want to give their commentary on movies and a lot of super fans that, that enjoyed it. And hot mic technology can be used for that because the way our syncing technology works is all we need is to listen to the platform. Um, and uh, when somebody brings out their phone and they hit the sync button, we listen to the TV, we recognize what it is, and two, we, we know exactly where they are on that so that we can sync the third-party commentary to it. Um, so, yeah, it's great for sports um, and critical for that. But if you think about movie commentary, it's also really good for that, right? And yes. you you could you could watch something on Netflix, or you could even be in the movie theater itself, and you could pull out hot mic, and we could listen to the movie and say, okay, this is the movie, and here's the director's cut commentary or commentary from other people or stars, and you could you know put it in the earbud and listen to the director's cut while you uh, watch the movie. It's funny you mentioned that. Just yesterday, I was talking to uh, some some high school friends who are movie buffs, and we were talking about exactly that. I remember um, Casablanca and had the track, and it was Roger Ebert with the director, and it's it was mm -hmm. as fascinating watching that as the actual movie. You know, just that that depth, and then also if you look at, I mean, if you look at one of the more popular pop culture podcasts, right, Bill Simmons Rewatchables, which is just mm -hmm. him getting together and. You know, without even you know, it's 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 wildly successful podcast uh, without even having the visual. They're they're talking for an hour to two hours about their favorite movies and breaking them down. So there's a lot of things in the marketplace that are already doing that, but none that are kind of merging what you just said. So that's got to be pretty exciting. Yeah, and it's to your point of um, breathing new life into old content, right? I mean, Casablanca. I've seen it a few times. I love the movie. But it'd be hard for me to pull out unless there was a reason for it, right? But if the you know some famous director said like and that I was a fan of, said, "Hey, this is my favorite movie, and I want you to watch it with me, and I'll talk through it." That's okay. Now I have an invitation that that br brings me back to that content, right? And that's what we hope to do. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, that and I, it's one of the impetuses I wanted to get you on so quickly right now is I can't turn on a CBS or an ESPN and without seeing these old games and there's not really any drama at all we know you know what the outcome yeah. is right and so i mean to me the next layer is whether it's a 1983 nc state college basketball game or you know the 2017 world series that next layer is giving anyone who's going to stick around and watch that 
you know, the casual fan's not going to watch. I think I saw, like, you know, Virginia-Purdue basketball was on the, right now. The average fan's not going to care about that. But for those who do, it's what's that layer and rich, you know, mm-hmm. commentary? What are the stories that you don't know that make you appreciate this game better, right? And, yeah. And, and, and if you're an average fan, why the heck should I care about this if I'm not a, you know, I, I guess aside from some seminal NFL title games or, you know, the NCAA national championships for the sweet 16 game. Give me some drama. Give me the backstory. Give me a, whether it's first person or you're diving into the players and where they went and where's the drama. And I I think that's what excites me about the opportunity that you're affording different companies. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah. I I agree, Jay. I mean, I I think if you're going to have these old games on TV, uh, the people who should be inviting you to watch it is not the networks, it's the players themselves. Like, hey, I was in this game. Let me tell you what it was like from the bench, right? And get all those guys uh, in in one place, you know, and sync them all up and let people have fun um, bouncing in between channels and hearing these old stories. That's a fun way to rewatch the game. So what are you seeing, Sean, right now? Walk me through your day in terms of um, obviously you've got your own business that you're running and, and, you know, pivoting like everyone else, but what types of positive disruption are you seeing out there right now in the marketplace around content consumption in general? Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously it's pretty myopic view. I look at things through the lens of hot mic these days. Um, but what what I what I see a lot of is people trying to figure out, you know, where people are going to be watching sports and how people are going to be consuming sports um, in the future. I see tons of innovation on the on the video side these days. Um, we see that uh, we see you know like with between VR and um, you know new angles for cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some really cool things they're doing to enhance the video side um but i haven't seen too much on the audio side you know i mean Mm -hmm. if you think of the way that they talk about the game and hasn't really changed too much from the days of howard cosell it's two dudes sitting next to each other commenting on the game right Mm -hmm. like it's it's just it i I think it needs a lot of innovation um and that that's why we started hot mike is we thought we could breathe some innovation in that space um so you know, we're we're only you know six months into our launch, but um, I see I see huge opportunities for innovation on the way the way people listen and engage around the game, um, and that's what we're hoping to provide. So, I got to ask you personally, uh, as an Indiana grad, is there a, is there a sports moment or a game that if we're back on that you would love to most uh, apply hot mic to? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome um some, yeah some so Calvert Cheney game or... yeah yeah so um when I was a senior um the Fab Five was um the big deal in, in Michigan um and uh the Hoosiers had a, a really good team themselves uh we went 2-0 and during the regular season we beat them both home and away and they were two of the best college basketball team games I ever had hmm. And, um, but you had to watch them with kind of the, the, you know, experience them with the biased or or no, I should say the unbiased announcers (laughs) that had to call both ways. 
but that's one of those things where you just really want to be with fans that are that are screaming for you and not 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 having an unbiased approach and that's what almost everybody on hot mic is they're rooting for somebody they're not taking an unbiased approach <laughs> so what's what, once you put once you once you let the um the floodgates open here right right now i mean you still have a, a certification maybe you can talk about that i mean on your website you can apply to become a broadcaster what is your critical mass or what is your successful vision state look like how many is it the type of thing where you're an nfl fan and there's a chicago bears game and you get your you have your pick of different or would there be one bears um group how would that work in your your world yeah i think it for us it's a little bit more about making sure our technology is good enough for kind of the average uh, fan to come on um and have a successful experience uh, we spent a lot of time again we're early on and we spent a lot of time early on on the front end of our technology the apps um the syncing technology the engagement tools to give fans a good experience. Um, but the back end, as far as how you to get going with a live stream and a portal to kind of help people out, um, that's still a little bit raw, right? So mm -hmm. uh, and we want to give people, so we, we have a production team and we handhold all of our, our, um, our broadcasters right now. So we help them out, we help them go live. And that's not really a scalable system uh, when we think about, you know, hundreds or thousands of people getting on, right, and doing that. So, um, you know, we're, we're just getting through that process right now and kind of hand-holding all of our broadcasters. Um, but we're pretty close. I think we're only about a month away to where we have a portal where it's super easy to go live. And then I think at that point when we get there, then we can open it up and let people come in and be confident that everyone's going to have a good experience. Awesome. Well, Sean, totally appreciate you jumping on here with Brand Story Inc. Uh, very exciting times for your company. Uh, best of success, and we will definitely be checking back with you as you continue to dis to disrupt the uh, the sports media and beyond in terms of the spaces that you're in. Cool. Thank you very much, Jay. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for listening to Brand Story Inc. We'll be back next week with another conversation digging into the ways companies are becoming like media companies. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give me a follow on Twitter at underscore Jay Sharman and on LinkedIn.